Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back one final time this week to the York Alliance Daily. This is uh, Thursday, October 12th, and I hope you're doing well as we uh, wrap up this podcast week and uh, continue to move toward Jesus and um, move our hearts in rhythm with his. And so um, I want to jump into this final podcast, a couple uh, housekeeping details first, and then um, I, I want to uh, answer two questions in the podcast today. So that's where we're going to go. First, housekeeping details. Uh, I want to let you know that um, you are going to be hearing Pastor Asa's voice along with Pastor Mike's voice as we have uh, the last couple weeks on Missional Monday uh, for the next couple weeks. Uh, we are actually going to be on family vacation, which is uh, a little wild. We've been all over the place. There's been a lot of traveling that's happened for a variety of different reasons and purposes, a lot of uh, work stuff and conferences and some of that. And over the summer, some uh, things with the kids and all, but uh, we have not actually taken a vacation together as a family, and that's been a key part of our rhythm. Uh, there's a place uh, just south of Myrtle Beach that is uh, really um, uh, sentimentally important to us, as well as just a beautiful place for us to recharge. And so we're going to be headed down there, and so uh, Pastor Asa is going to be uh, leading you, and you, so you'll be hearing his voice along with uh, Pastor Mike on uh, Missional Mondays. And so you'll be hearing uh, them over the next uh, couple weeks, and I will look forward to being back with you right at the end end of October as we celebrate my very favorite holiday. Um, yes, you guessed it, Reformation Day. We're going to uh, jump into that one. Oh, you thought it was Halloween, you silly people. Um, so yeah, I'll be back in time for uh, Reformation Day and Halloween for those of you who uh, who celebrate such things. Uh, but uh, Pastor Asa will be with you the next couple of weeks. So I want to answer two questions today as we uh, wrap up this kind of initial. These first two weeks uh, really act as an introductor, a two-part introduction to the larger practicing, uh, preaching the gospel practice series to ask the question, what is the gospel and what isn't the gospel? So we started with the true gospel. We went to the false gospels and uh, that was kind of our, our introduction. So the two questions I want to answer are um, one, so, so what was Jesus actually saying to the young man who came? Uh, and two, if the gospel is what we are saying the gospel is, then how do I talk to my friends about Jesus? What Because the, the cheap gospel especially is the very natural way, um, but uh, for some of us, the Reformed gospel is also a, a normal way that we talk to our friends about Jesus. What about now? Like, how, how, do I, how do I talk to my friends about Jesus? So those are the two questions I want to very quickly answer. So let's start with the first one. Um, what is it that Jesus is actually saying? I was asked by a guy this week, and I thought it was such a great question. He's like, okay, I, I've heard what you said the last two weeks. I listened. I got it. But, but what did Jesus actually mean? Because when that guy said, teacher, what good deed must I do to, to inherit eternal life? He then said, you, you need to keep the commandments. And then he said, you need to sell everything you have and give it to the poor and then follow me. So what is it? Uh, what, what's, what's the expectation for a follower of Jesus? If it's not to keep all the commandments and to sell everything we have, and it's not just simply, well, an easy believism kind of, well, Jesus paid for my sins, so I'm fine. What is it that I'm supposed to do? And I, I think that Matthew 19 is best understood through the lens of a uh, kind of a, a bucket. Uh, 
So if you picture the the bucket and the bottom of the bucket being what Jesus says at the very end of verse 21. So at the very end of verse 21, uh, Jesus says, come follow me. I think it is best for us to read everything above that as Jesus giving us a clear understanding of what it means for this man to come and follow him. And that's going to look different for everybody. That, that for this young man, coming and following him meant keeping the commandments and selling everything he had and giving them to the poor. Um, it's been pointed out that, um, that, that do not covet was not on the list that Jesus gave to this young man because he likely was covetous because um, he wanted to have all of the stuff that he had. And uh, most times, uh, wealthy people will tell you that uh, if you have a lot, you just want a little bit more, right? Was that, was that Rockefeller that said that? Uh, how much is enough? Or Carnegie, I can't remember. Um, how much is enough? And he said just a little bit more. Uh, and that's, that's the challenge right? Uh, that, uh, that these things had become central to this man. And so what Jesus was saying is not, you need to sell everything, you need to follow the commandments, and then you'll be able to inherit eternal life. What he's saying is full life, life now, life in the kingdom is about following me. And the way that you're going to do that is to line your life up with my heart. And that's going to happen by living in line with the heart of God, following the commandments, and giving away the stuff or getting rid of the things that have a hold of your heart so that I could have a hold of your heart. And we know that's what he's talking about because Peter immediately is going to, but what about us? We did leave everything. We did all the stuff we were supposed to do. Uh, What about us? And so Peter's clearly hearing this as an invitation uh, of this young man to follow Jesus and the difficulty of, uh, of doing that, but recognizing that he's done it. So the answer to that question is Jesus is doing what he always did, which was inviting this young man to follow him. Second question, how do I speak this kind of gospel to my friends? How do I talk to somebody about Jesus if um, I, I'm not just trying to use these simple formulations of the gospel? And that's where it gets a little bit trickier because I would argue the gospel is always uh, best engaged in relationship. That um, as I get to know my friends and neighbors and uh, coworkers and people I come in contact with, even if I just briefly get to know somebody that I'm meeting for the first time, I'm able to navigate with them what it looks like for me to uh, include them in the gospel. So the reason we began this series with a two-week kind of mini-series on story is because I would argue the totality, the four-act movement of that story is the best way to invite people into the, the gospel, to, to talk about the fact that God created everything good, that we were all created for good, and that you individually were created for good, that we've all been damaged by evil, that uh, the brokenness that we see everywhere with our eyes that's in us as well as around us. And um, we're, we're unable to enter into the fullness of life that, um, that Jesus created us for and promised because of that brokenness. And so therefore, Jesus has come to invite us into a new way of life, to break the power that sin and death have on us. Uh, through his death on the cross, which was victory over Satan and sin and hell 
and uh, we've been invited into a new kind of life. And because we've been invited into that new kind of life, now we're a part of the work that he's doing. And so rather than being part of the work of the world that we've always been a part of, now we're a part of the work of God. We're doing the things that he's doing. And so we, uh, the, the word for that is restoration. Jesus is in the process of restoring all things to the way that they should be, the way they were originally created. And he's invited us into that process to be a part of it. That took, according to the podcast timer, about two minutes or so, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, but that's a simple way to talk about the gospel. But then as you get to know people, you can contextualize it to their reality. And that's all Jesus was doing in Matthew chapter 19. He was contextualizing the call of the gospel to this young man. And he was saying, for you, you need to follow the commands because the commands line you up with the heart of God. Yes, I've done that. I know you have. And you haven't found the life that you hoped for, right? That's kind of inherent in the text. Well, here's the way you're going to find it. Sell everything you have, give it to the poor and come and follow me. And the man says, oh, I, I can't. It's, it's too significant to me. It's, that's, that's, that's too much. That's too big of a jump. And Jesus says, yeah, I know. I know. I, I know your heart and you're missing it. And so Jesus is actually speaking the gospel in Matthew 19 in the same way that he's speaking the gospel in Mark chapter 1. In Mark 1, he says, the time is come. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. In Matthew chapter 19, he says, follow all the commands, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, come follow me. Both of them are the gospel. The, the hope that this man has is in following Jesus, in the joy of following Jesus. And the, the goodness that, uh, that is being offered in Mark chapter 1 is uh, the ability to follow Jesus for all people everywhere to be able to enter in to the rule and reign of God because Jesus has come as the culmination of Israel's story. So the, the way that we speak the gospel to other people will depend a little bit on who they are and we'll be able to contextualize it to them. But the heart of it is this four-act movement that moves us from creation into fall, into redemption, and back into restoration, the work of God that he's doing in the world around us. Hope that's helpful to you. Uh, I am really looking forward to hearing from Pastor Asa uh, as well as uh, Pastor Mike uh, in these next couple of weeks. I hope you are too. And I'm also looking forward to a little bit of uh, rest and relaxation. So thank you for your prayers as we go off and, uh, and rest a bit and uh, pray that you would have a great rest of the day, uh, rest of the weekend, that you would find some time to rest in the presence of Jesus yourself. May the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you sense his spirit working in you and through you, flowing through you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, looking forward to being back with you in a few weeks uh, and uh, looking forward to the journey together towards him. Have a great rest of the day, rest of the weekend, and talk to you soon.